Hello, my name is Joe Amamino, and I donated to the Two Dudes in LA podcast so I can come on here and try to contact the love of my life, Julia, because I know she listens to this show. Julia, hey baby, it's me, Joe. I miss you. I miss you so much. I, I don't know if you blocked me or changed your number, but my calls aren't going through anymore. Look, I know I fucked up, but I've learned my lesson, and I promise I'm a different man, and I'll never talk to your sister anymore. I promise. You're so precious to me. You don't even know how precious you are. Let's go full throttle, Julia. Remember our song from Savage Garden? I knew I loved you before I met you. I think I dreamed you into life. I knew I loved you before I met you. I have been waiting all my life. Hello and welcome, dear listener, to this awe-inspiring and intensely satisfying rendition of the Two Dudes in L.A. podcast. In this episode, the dudes talk about Mexico, flaky people, and Avengers Endgame. Spoiler alert, then the dudes play Pitch and Flicks, and Watson pitches his idea for a heart-wrenching tale of a king and a jester. After that, a special celebrity guest stops by for a quick visit, and the dudes play Don't You Dare Laugh and Try Not to Laugh at a Pig Named Chris P. Bacon. Then they answer listener emails and close with yet another excerpt from the alphabet of manliness. And now, listener, I cut the ribbon to unveil an auditory spectacle so spectacular I cannot find any more adjectives to describe it. So enjoy the TDLA podcast, dudes. And I needed to do a face to close my eyes And I am taken to a place where your crystal mind I'm a chant and think that without that Chicken cherry cola, cola. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow. my gosh, I've missed I mean, oh, a bunch of nostalgia I mean, Savage Garden and throwing in our to Our uh, theme song I mean, oh that <laughs> Yeah, was that really took, took me back Took me back I am 100% down if our ads Become just people trying to, you know Reconnect with loved ones or, you know, misconnections like Craigslist. Because I think that they got rid of that. So, yeah, I mean, Joe seems like a nice guy. Give him another chance, Jules. Yeah, unless he, you know, isn't a good guy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, for what we're dealing with him, he seems fine. But, you know, you he's, never know. He's obviously very lonely. Yes. So, so even even if you're not Jules, but you think he sounds like a nice yeah. guy, give him give him a call, yeah. hit him up. If you're you know if you're a savage head, I don't know if that's what you call savage <laughs> yeah. garden lovers, but if you're a set, I mean maybe you call yourself garden heads. There Everyone just calls them you know I don't know. I'm a beastie head. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you call. It. Well, guys, 
We're back. It's been a couple months. Oh, <laughs> it's been a long couple months. So welcome, welcome back. back to the TDLA podcast. Yes. Oh, look at this crowd. Holy hell. Give What's yourself. up, dude? Give me some skin, bald guy in the front. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, even though it's been a couple months, we still managed to sell out our audience. So yes, thank, thank you. you, everyone, for, for showing up. Which is nuts, honestly, because... <laughs> People have been hitting you. us up, like, when Left are, and right. the show. Oh, yeah. On our Twitter and Instagram. Speaking of Instagram, I got to take, take a picture of this moment right here. Uh, follow us on TDLA Podcast. Oh, I literally just did that meme. Have you seen that meme where that, where that lady's, like, talking because she's doing a vlog? And she's like, oh, because she thinks her camera stopped. No. <laughs> it's amazing. Sean's back at it again. Oh, boomerang. Okay. See, to check out this boomerang, go to the TDLA podcast on Insta and see it for yourself. It's amazing. So yeah, if you've been if you've been following us, you you've noticed it's been a couple months. But uh, if you're discovering us in the future, then you don't even notice the time has passed. No, nope. you just went from. The last episode with Sylvia Sage, this one, and yep. I mean, after that episode, I think we we needed a little break because we <laughs> we, we kind of that's the pinnacle of the TDLA podcast. So yeah, we needed a break and a smoke. Hey, um, yeah. so actually, uh, about Sylvia, yes, she she came to a kill Tony with me. Awesome, which was awesome. So now you guys are best friends. Yeah, we're besties. Wow. <laughs> She brought her her roommate, who she does her podcast "Sexy Funny Raw" with. Nice. Yeah, I He's, think she talked about him a little bit. Yeah, it's a nice, nice guy. Nice. And um, and then I, on her social media, she just did an interview with Tommy Chong. I saw. saw that's that. crazy. Yeah. So very fun, man. So that's cool that somebody who has access to interviews with Tommy Chong decided to do our little podcast. Uh, you know, it was so nice of her. So, so nice of maybe her. Maybe she can get we maybe we can get Chong on here. <laughs> yeah. I will say it was really funny uh, about that episode is after after we did it and people were asking about the podcast, I would be like, "Oh yeah, we did a we did a episode with a porn star." And they're like, oh, really? Well, um, you know, like, uh, who was it? Like, you know, yeah. like, I don't know if I'll know her, but like, you know. And I'm like, oh, her name was Sylvia Sage? Sylvia Sage? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yes, that was. So you don't know her. Okay, interesting. Um, but yeah, that's super, yeah. We'll have to have her back if she's down. It'd be super cool to have her back. Because like we were mentioning, sure. we had a lot of questions and you all had a lot of questions. So we'll give you all a heads up. A more heads up because we did give you a heads up okay <laughs> it was fun she was a, a fun she's episode. a fun girl yeah she is cracked us up yep for show sh- um, um but man it's been so long what have you been doing sean what's what's like what's in your mind right now let's see my friend used to have this phrase in high school. He'd be like, you know, smoking weed and punching babies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know wow. if that's at the same time. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, not really. I've actually been cutting back on the weed. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Um, being outside a lot, you know, on my days off trying to go on hikes. And um, I, I, a couple times, well, two or three times now, I, I go to the, I go to Venice Beach and I go to the mm. little courtyard area where people are just walking around mm. and I set up a hammock and I just, oh, yeah. I just people watch for so that's hours. Been, so you've been doing that more? Yeah, That's probably, awesome. probably about three times. Is there like a dock or something by Venice Beach? Kind of, yeah. Dang. 
Yeah. Treasure. <laughs> I, I'll get to my treasure hunting here in a little bit. But oh. Treasure. Interesting. I don't know if they let people dive there, though, because of the boats and stuff. But, but yeah, so Venice Beach, hiking. I keep going up uh, Stewart Event Falls for some reason. Nice. I've taken I've taken you, a couple other friends. It's just it's a nice hike. It's really pretty once you get into the canyon. There's a waterfall at the end. But my favorite part is this little watering hole that we... We, yes. did, we did some polar plunges, <laughs> some cold-ass water. so cold. <laughs> Todd was asking, he's like, he's like, well, I mean, how cold is it? I'm like, there's nothing that I can say to make <laughs> yeah. it less cold. Yeah, like, exactly. You just have to understand. It's yeah, it's suck. 80 degrees, Todd. Just get in the pool. <laughs> it is not 80 degrees. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. But, yeah. 80 degrees negative. There it is. <laughs> but somehow the water didn't freeze. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what else? What's on this list of things? Oh, and then my my buddy Casey. Like I've I've been trying to get friends from Utah to come out and visit for the two and a half years I've been out here. It's so funny how like Los Angeles is such a big destination, but like you're right, it is pretty hard to get people to come visit you. And I guess some of my friends are like have family now and stuff, which is like, ugh. but no, but no, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's interesting. Yeah, and and he has a family, so I understand. Um, but he he called me like last minute. He's like, "Dude, what are you doing this weekend?" And I was mm-hmm. like, "Well, I I'm off one day. I work Saturday. You know, I'm off Sunday. But like, but we can hang out." And then my work texted me, and they're like, "Do you want to take Saturday off?" So I called my buddy. I was like, "Dude, come on out. I got nice. the weekend off." And then uh, I also was able to switch stuff around and get Monday off as well. So then we went to a Kill Tony. Oh, so, nice. So that's yeah. what you were asking me about. Yeah. Nice. I wish I could have gone. So he got a he got the full experience. We we did Venice Beach. We went hiking. Saw Kill Tony. Had Who's the guest food. on Kill Tony? This guy, Steve Simone. Steve Simone. Yeah. He's a he's a clean comic. I I listened to one of his albums, and he's like a. He's like a Brian Regan ah, or Jim Gaffigan. He's he's a yes. nice guy. It, the the actually the best part was because he's so nice that when Tony would just roast the shit out of someone, uh, he you could just tell by the look on Steve's face. He's like, I am so sorry for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it was great. What did Casey think of Kill Tony? Oh, he loved it, dude. I mean, is we were laughing our ass off, and uh, he was like, you know, he said it was really fun. It was one of the best shows he had seen. So nice. Yeah, it was it was fun. Very cool. Always always a good time, really. Yeah, for sure. Um <laughs> they they you know how like sometimes they'll have like a drum off or a rap off. Or, yeah. Uh they had this comedian come up who had like he had a like a mohawk but it was like slicked back, it wasn't up, it was it was down. Interesting. So it was like he looks like a musician, you know. So at the end he said, "Yeah, like I play drums." And they're like, "Oh shit." <laughs> so so they do this drum off and uh the guy, the main drummer for the Kill Tony band, Joel Jimenez. Joel, yeah. yeah. He, uh, while, while the drummer, the, the challenger is playing his set, Joel's in the back. And then when he comes up to do his set, he's wearing a strap on. Oh my God. A giant dildo. And he's like beating the cymbals with it and stuff. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy, dude. That show is nuts. You never know what's going to happen. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Um, and then something uh, something about like dating or hanging out with people that we'll get into. Mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but what have you been up to, Wadi? Well, I um, first uh, 
a reason why it's taken so long is I feel like, you know, I've been out of town a lot these last couple months. April, I was in Utah for a week, and then uh, a couple weeks ago, I was in Mexico, and then I was at Improv Camp this last weekend, so... Uh, let's talk about... We get it. You're popular. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, we'll talk about uh, Mexico. Utah, you guys have heard of Utah a million <laughs> times. But I went to Mexico, which is technically my first time out of the country, oh. which was really awesome. We went to this uh, little city called San Miguel de Ende, and it's like three hours away from Mexico City. And it's it's really like why people like to go to it is it's very untouched because obviously it takes a while to get there. Uh, it's very so you went and art. touched all over. Oh, I touched it. <laughs> I was like, I was like uh, with consent. And uh, I, uh, yeah, it's just really cool. It's a very art driven city, and like, yeah, like literally what you think about like like the city had a what do you call it um, like stone streets cobblestone cobblestone wow streets and like the cities like some of the some of the uh like streets that you drive on are are like super narrow and the sidewalks were super tiny so me being a big guy i was like oh excuse me excuse me um yeah and it was just everything was so cheap you know and like everything was so fresh like when when we went to our first place for breakfast uh, you know, they were like, well, what do you want to drink? And lucky enough, I think we mentioned this podcast, like I speak Spanish. And so um, that made it really easy. A lot of them at least kind of knew how to speak English, but like none of the menus were in English. And like, if you do go to Mexico and if you do go here, you should definitely learn some because <laughs> there were some people we had to help that just seemed frantic because they couldn't get anyone to talk to them in English. And I was like, calm down. Like, that's the whole reason why. I don't know. Don't go to another country and expect someone to speak your language. I don't know. That just. Yeah. Yeah. And we're already entitled enough in America thinking that people should speak our language when they live here when it's like. We're supposed to be the land of opportunity and mixing pot, whatever. Google, Google pot. Translate, man. Google Translate, <laughs> man. Yeah, uh, but anyways, you would like so I said orange juice, and they were like, okay, cool. And then you know, I kind of expected them to like have a jug or whatever and pour it, pour it in a cup. No, they literally were like, okay, Hugo. And then this guy was just like had this huge, th- big thing of oranges and just was <laughs> crushing these bare oranges. Hands? Yeah. At, wow. at the first place we went to some of them had like a machine you know wow. but like literally had a huge full glass of just the freshest orange juice and it tasted so good and had uh, big forearms oh he was <laughs> i wish you could coddle me um yeah but yeah. the food was Google amazing so. the there we go yeah checkmate <laughs> so i could i could survive huh yeah you could that's all you need that's all you need uh yeah the street food was just so good and like i just yeah i could talk about the food forever because yeah it was just it was just my favorite um, is it close to a coast or is it a central no. so that's another thing why not a ton of people go to it because yeah obviously people want to go to like a coast but, you know, me and my uncle were like, well, I live on a coast, so it's like I can see a coast <laughs> so yeah. whenever I want to. What about, um, like, um, temples or ruins? Is it near Oh, yeah. So it was it, – so literally, like, the grand – the big, like, uh, tourist thing, even though there wasn't a lot of tourists when we were there, is there's a square. And in the middle of the square is this huge church. 
that was literally made in like the 1600s like it is or like 1500s it was like super old and like still up there and in pink <laughs> so it's weird to think but yet oh i'm rhyming uh, uh but and it's still like it was still a servicing church like i went in there and like we took a bunch of like pictures and stuff and it was so cool nice. um yeah there was some ruins around we didn't really get to go to them um but we did go to like this ancient like spa place which like so it's an ancient place where like natives would go to but they just kind of like converted it to like a normal spa so crazy cool got one of my first massages wow you know what I'm saying? No, I'm so just you got touched too I did. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly cool um but yeah so it was a lot of fun you guys should definitely check it out if you want to like go off the beaten path and uh also got to see avengers in spanish which was awesome. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. And then other than that, I went to improv camp and that was really fun. Um, improv camp, I know probably sounds kiddie to those who don't know, but it's seriously the coolest. It's in Cambria, California. Okay. Which is literally like four miles away, dude. We got to go. It's like this tiny coastal city that's just beautiful. It's wow. so awesome. Um, it's like Park City. That's what the city reminds me of. So imagine Park City, but right up next to the coast. That's wow. awesome. That sounds dope. Yeah, it's really cool. So, we, you know, you go there and for three days, uh, you learn amazing improv from like some of like the best teachers around the entire world. Um, and what's really great is, is like you just meet people from all over and then like they have the campfires at night. There's a bar down the street and like, yeah, a bunch of really cool stuff. Uh, so I highly recommend it. Even if you're just like, hey, I'm going to move to L.A. soon. I want a place to like start to meet people. This is a good place to do it. Because I went – I've been three times and they have them all over. There's one There's one in Pennsylvania. There's one in Yosemite. There's one in Ireland now. Wow. Um, but, yeah, like I went to the West one, uh, which is the most popular one. But those are some of the friends that I've made that have helped me. But then when I told them I was moving here – they were like, oh, and like they did a lot for me, and like, yeah, I had some friends when I moved out here. So, um, this might sound weird. No, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> wow. Let's just say you you get to in, you get to mingle with some very cool people. That's all I'll say. Uh, <laughs> Let's just say shit goes down. <laughs> well, you know, adults and alcohol and weed and stuff. So, yeah, but you don't uh, do any of that. <laughs> Um, no. Oh. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave it at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's all I really yeah. have well, to bring up. Cool, oh, man. but real quick, I, I, so I'm editing these uh, videos for this guy called D Almighty. Mm. And what he does is, is he dives with a scuba tank and finds like treasure, like lost phones and glass, uh, sunglasses and stuff. So I have been editing and now. I was just like, I'm going to get some, sco- uh, not scuba gear, but I'm going to get some snorkeling gear. And I did it, and I found sunglasses, Tom's sunglasses. Not like a guy named Tom, but the <laughs> label. And uh, now that's my new obsession. So hopefully we're going to go today. I don't know. The weather's a little, it's not rainy, but it's cliff and cloudy. So we'll see. But Interesting. That's my new, that's a cool new hobby. hobby. I know. <laughs> but I have like a metal detect underwater metal detector and... It's pretty cool. <laughs> Dope. Yeah, man. Cool. Um, what else we got going on? Oh. We've been having something happen to us lately <laughs> that we are tired of, people. 
Yeah. Um, I man, not to name names. Not that they listen. I guess. I mean, maybe they do. Well, but. I. I don't have a lot of pet peeves in this world. I'm a pretty patient person, but, mm. but like I'd say one of my top three things is flaky people. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I, I definitely give everyone like a second chance, but uh, I had this person who kind of like came on to me, right? Like yeah. I was just their friend and then they were like, by the way, like I'm down. And I was oh. like, oh, okay, well we should Hello. hang out sometime. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to hang out with them like three times. <laughs> and the first time, uh, they kept just putting it off all day and all day. And then we finally got together like 8.30 you p.m. Like, you like touched your I'm playing nipple here. And I was like, and then they were like, oh. and I was like, whoa, okay. That's not flaky. Yeah, That's... They were like groping my <laughs> No, we finally got together at like 8.30 p.m. And then they had to, they left at like 11. And I was like, okay. So we hung out for a couple hours. And then we tried to hang out a second time. They texted me the night before and said something came up. And then the third time. Holy shit. See, that's when you know. The third time. <laughs> they go, all right, I'm, da- I'm down to hang out on this day. I get off work at 5 p.m. I was like, all right. That, in my mind, that means when I get off work, we're hanging out. Yep. So 6, 6.30 rolls around. Haven't heard from them. I text them. And they go, they're like, oh, well, work asked if I could stay late. I'm thinking, well, why didn't you, <laughs> why didn't you give me a yeah, heads up? For so, I'm sure. like, so then I'm like. Okay, well, do you have any idea what time you'll be off? No response. 10.30 p.m. They go, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen tonight. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I, I, uh, I called it at that. I was like, nah, I don't think, I don't think this is going to work. Yeah. I was, I was pretty pissed, to be honest. Um, well, I understandable. Just, there's just certain, like, what's crazy about this is, like, there's literally things they can do to avoid being... Um, like uh flaky well yeah a dick like literally communication that's all you need like well as soon as you tell your work yeah i'll stay late you you should go in your head i should probably let sean know yeah 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 exactly dude that's last he heard is i'm off at five i don't know but then just going on till 10 30 i don't know man i i had never been so like flaked on so hard (laughs) it just felt so disrespected and then the, the the thing was is they uh, they could tell I was mad, and they told me to like get over it. And I was, and then I tried to explain why I felt the way I felt, and they just didn't care. Oh they didn't gosh. think they did anything wrong. They didn't care about how it made me feel. It's crazy, man. That's crazy. No That's kind of the thing with flaky people, though, is that they they expect you to forgive their flakiness, and it's like some some things I can understand, but like if it, if there's something as simple as like. Hey, I could have texted you, you know, I don't know. It's just ridiculous. Like mine kind of ills in comparison, but there was someone who I met, um, who like, we, we knew each other a little bit before, but it was kind of the same situation where like my friend told me, Rostin told me like, Hey, she's interested. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> Um, Did you grab each other? Yeah, yeah, and then we. <laughs> that's how you know. Uh, no, it's not, kids. Don't do that. <laughs> um, I turned into Kevin Smith all of a sudden. Um, but anyways, I. So the first date, it was cool. Like everything was fine. She showed. Like we all showed up. It was great. It was funny. We made each other laugh. Whatever. Then my birthday rolled around, mm. and like I invited her, and like 
one thing I got to say is just because I invite you to something and you don't come doesn't mean you're flaky. But when you say you're going to come and like you kind of make this whole like she kind of made a whole deal about it. Like she's like, oh, I can't. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'll meet your friends. And like she's kind of new to L.A. So she's like, I'm going to like, yeah, it'll be really cool to like get, you know, more friends and stuff. And then like, so I was like, cool. So she didn't want to come. She she had a chance, you know, to say no. But then, you know, we all get there, which we went to 2-Bit Circus. I didn't talk about my birthday, but mm. 2-Bit Circus is amazing. It's like a VR theme park, I guess. I would call it a barcade, okay. yeah. but with VR games and, all. I mean, Other escape games. rooms and yeah. all the game shows and all kinds of shit. All kinds of cool stuff. But yeah, they Definitely like to describe themselves as a miniature, what do you call it? A theme, theme park? park? Yeah. yeah. I would say it's a lot more of a barcade. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Um, which, once again, if that if she mentioned to me already that games weren't her thing, but when I told her about it, she's like, whoa, that sounds super cool. And I was like, great. So, but it rolls around. Like, she's like, hey, I decided to go get my hair done. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. And this was like at seven or something. And I was like, that's cool, whatever. And she's like, yeah, I'll let you know. And then like two hours go by. Which, hey, I've never had my hair done by like... And you know, I know how women, uh, they have longer hair, so it takes longer time yeah. normally. Um, but then, yeah, two hours go by. I don't text her. This is all her texting me because I'm kind of in the mindset of, I'm at my birthday. Like, why would I care? Like, I'm having fun yeah. with my friends. She doesn't... She If she wants to come, cool. If not, whatever. Like, I didn't know her that well enough to... But, I mean, I guess obviously I cared enough because she said she was coming. <laughs> so, yeah. but anyways, it gets to like 11 o'clock and she's like, hey, I'm going to go get, di- I'm going to go get dinner. And I'm like, <laughs> why are you even updating me anymore? Yeah, for real. I, I literally didn't text her back after that. So then the next day I, I was, I kind of thought, okay, maybe she's not interested. Like she kind of seemed like she was like prolonging like she didn't want to come so she kept coming up with reasons so i was like all right well i'll let i'll leave the ball in her court but then she texts me and she's like oh like i'm so sorry i didn't come like it like it sounds like it was a lot of fun like please let's go and like hang out this weekend and i was like cool she's like whatever you want to do because i didn't come and i was like all right well i want to go to grand central market of course Okay. If you're listening to this show, you know that Grand Central Market is the place to go. Um, so I told her, and we're like, cool. And then it gets closer. She's really excited. She's like, yeah, I looked up all the places. This is cool. And then she's like, wait, it's right by the last bookstore, right? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I've never been. I was like, great. We'll go there, too. Oh, my God. Um, and then I think you were karaokeing that night. And so I was like, hey, if we have time after, let's go karaokeing if you're down. And she's like, yeah, that sounds great. And then um, I so so I told her I was like if you're if you're comfortable I can pick you up, and she was like and she was like oh well I'd feel bad, and she's like how about you pick me up, and then like uh, and you can take me to the uh, uh, karaoke and then I'll v I'll uh, Uber back. And oh. I was like all right whatever you whatever you whatever you feel comfortable with. So I'm literally on my way to pick her up. <laughs> so we've been talking the whole day, right? Getting ready. And then all of a sudden, like on my way to pick her up, like 30 minutes before, she texts me and she's like, 
hey, I'm sorry, I've really been feeling really bad since yesterday, but I'm sick. And I can't <laughs> hang out anymore. And I was like, all right. Like, here's the deal. If you're not interested, and this goes to guys and girls, I'm not saying girls specifically, because I know dudes do this too. Like, just tell us. <laughs> like, if you're not interested, or if you don't want to hang out, or like, it's better than me, because it's clearly that she was making an excuse. Like, if she really was sick, she could have told me the day before, or she could have told me, or, or, or even like, see, what I would have done, well, that makes it seem like I, what I think you, what you should have done is like, when you're not feeling good, say, hey, just a heads up, I'm not feeling really good. I still want to see how the day plays out, but I'm just letting you know. And then when it comes by, and then unfortunately, I was looking forward to this too much that like I didn't end up going karaoke. I should have, but I was super down on myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and who yeah. likes to karaoke sad? Because <laughs> I will start singing uh, Hey Jude, and you don't want that to happen. I'll tell you that right I now. I knew I loved you <laughs> Exactly. Jude. But no, I mean, it even goes to like friendships, right? Like, um, I always, in fact, I would say even more than like, because like, that's something that's really hard for me is like, because I hate that too. Like, I've had friends in the past, I was about to say his or her name, but. Um, <laughs> I have really been burned by flaky people, especially before I moved out here. Like, you just, like, the, like friends, oh, this is really a touchy subject, but I don't know if they're going to listen to this. So, <laughs> just, like, obviously there's always exemptions, and there's always, like, I don't know. I would even, like, if I was going to ask you to hang out or whatever, and you were just open with me and were just like, hey, dude, I'm not feeling like hanging out. I would love that instead of being like, yeah, sure. And then knowing you don't want to hang out. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And then just like, and then like in the career, like, especially, you know, unfortunately in the filmmaking world, there's a lot of people who'd love to talk, but then like when it's like, okay, let's, let's put this, this talking into action. There's so many people out here who think, Oh, I'm just going to move out to LA (laughs) and then that's all I have to do. Woohoo. Or whatever, so... Yep, it's, um... I get why, like, a young adult might might be afraid to hurt someone's feelings. I'm doing mm. air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're almost 30 years old, mm-hmm. it's like, just be an adult. Like, yep. Be straight up with people. People's time is worth a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you planned basically a whole day, and, and it kind of got wasted because of that, when there's probably a million other things you would have rather done on that day yep. had you known that it wasn't going to happen. Because, like, honestly, if I would have known from her that she wasn't, she didn't want to go or she didn't want to hang out, I would have come to karaoke and still had a great time. Like, you know. And we like, would have gone to Grand Central. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I would have. Mm. I haven't been to Grand Central, and t- it's been too long. Wow. So, guys, it's like my temple, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just it it's it's just inconsiderate of other people's time and stuff, and just be straight up. It's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be better in the end. So. Yeah, and then if you if you commit to something, because that's something that I like, I really try hard to. Um, for me, it's like if I say I'm gonna do something, I I tell myself over and over again, like, "Okay, you committed. You're going to do it. You're going to do it." And then if for some reason something comes up. Because, like, unfortunately, like, as an editor, there is a lot of friends who come to me and say, hey, can you edit this? Can you edit that? 
and you know, unfortunate the unfortunate thing is like I gotta make money to live. And so when when free projects come up, I do my absolute best to do them, but I also have to look at it at a realistic situation and say, okay, I have this paying project going on. Well, I have my main job, and then I have this paying project going on and this pay project going on. Do I really have time to do this? And if so, I need to tell them as early as possible so that they can, so they can, I can give them the courtesy of finding someone else who can help them. So, in fact, I'm I'm right now in this like talk with this friend who I have who who wants me to edit her. I think it's like 15, 20 minutes short for free. <laughs> Which, A, that's a lot of work. If it was like a trailer or something, I'd be totally down. Yeah. Or like a sketch. And B, she wants to come over every single time we edit. And she wants to be basically over my back <laughs> telling me how to edit. Which I'll tell you right now, future that's, directors. It's not the process. Yeah, I know you hear like, oh, Steven Spielberg met with his editor every day. But that was maybe his first couple films. Because really how it's how it does go down is... The editors get sent what takes actually work. They they make a first cut. Then the director comes in and gives some kind of input and maybe sits and edits with them. Leaves, another cut comes out. So I don't know. You got to well, give give artists room to grow. That, that's just the mentality when you're hiring somebody who's skilled to do anything like that. Whether it's you know animating something, yeah. designing something. You, you tell them as much as you can about what your vision is, and then you let them run with that because you chose them So you, and because they have some kind of skill set, so you have to trust them to do their job. Yeah. Otherwise, why is she hiring you on if she's going to hold your hand the whole way? She might as well just do it. Yeah, exactly. You know? No, exactly. And it's like <laughs> I've had that happen where like I've had editors, and it's so funny because it's usually directors who don't pay. <laughs> Or, or don't pay a lot are the ones, like, sitting behind me the whole time. so much. <laughs> yeah, that, like, and maybe that's why is that they they, they don't. They're inexperienced their working are, with editors. Yeah, I don't really know, but it's just really funny how it's almost, like, editors who, like, I've, I've made, like, you know, there was one, my highest thing I've ever edited was for 6,000. Not to gloat. Sorry, that sounds like I'm gloating. <laughs> I'm not gloating. But, like, the person who did that literally was like cool here's the footage here's the list of takes i like let me know when or send me a cut when you're done i did he came he was like great there's just a few little things he came over fixed a few of those things he's like he, he was literally there for like 40 minutes and then he's like cool see you bye edited and then actually after that like i added two or three cuts and then he came in just to do like a polish mm-hmm. and then we were done like it was the smoothest thing i've ever edited and what was awesome about it is they labeled all the takes, which was awesome, and they labeled all the sound, so like it was really easy to sync. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was awesome. But anyways, it's just it, well, I mean, it's such it, a hard thing. In the same mentality, like if somebody was like, "Hey, can you design a logo for me?" Mm-hmm. and then they watched me draw the whole thing, and they're like, "Wait, what are you doing there? What's this?" and then I have to like be conscious about them and explain myself the entire step of the way. Yep. No. It, no. it almost feels like a puppet. Like, it that's ruins what I think a flow, about. like a mindset mm-hmm. that you get into when you're doing your work. So Yeah. So I, I'm fortunately going to have to be honest with this person. But in, I, I'm telling them now so that, you know, in hopes that they have enough time to find people. They're not on a time crunch, so I, I hope she won't be upset. Hopefully she understands. Yeah. But yeah, flaky people, man. Just And honestly, it's as simple as this. When someone asks you to do something, 
really think about it. Do I really want to do this? It's no? Okay. okay. To say no. Yeah, it seriously is. It's seriously okay to say no because it's worse to say no or give up an excuse the day of when it's supposed to happen or yeah. hours before it was supposed to happen. So this flaky commercial is brought to you by the Two Dudes in LA podcast. <laughs> But yeah, what about you guys? Do you guys have stories of uh, flaky people or things you want to bring up? Shoot us an email at what? TDLA Podcast, huh? Oh, just what are some of your pet peeves? Yeah, what are some of your pet peeves? Tell, let, let us know. We'll talk about them because yeah. we love you. Um, um, something else has happened since our last episode. Yes. Um, the culmination <laughs> of the Marvel Cinematic Holy Universe. Holy crap. Hopefully... <laughs> It's been a long enough that hopefully you've seen it by now. Yeah. Um, but wow. Like, my work was nice enough to buy us all tickets and stuff, so we got to see it. The first showing, I think this is the first time that's happened in a long time for an Avengers movie for me, but they bought literally the first showing of uh, Thursday, and jeez, uh, that was just, <laughs> what, what was so crazy for me is like, Leaving the theater and just being like, I think we need to walk like a hundred feet because <laughs> literally everyone in this theater is going to go see it. We can't talk about it right now because oh. <laughs> everyone's going to hear us. Like, yeah. there's so much crazy stuff that just happened in there. Let's leave. So we literally had to leave before we talked about anything, which was so cool. And it was one of the movies that like, I literally felt like. This is cheesy, but I was like, I am grateful to have been alive <laughs> yeah. during this time to see this movie. It's it's an achievement in cinema. Like, Hell yeah! It's it's um, it's twelve years coming basically, Jeez. which is insane. It is absolutely insane, and I feel like yeah, it was very well done. Like normally, ending things don't do well, you yeah. know. But I was very satisfied, very happy. Did not expect, you know, I mean, there's some there's some little flaws about it, but th- the movies are made by people. So, like, calm down. <laughs> yeah, nothing's perfect. No. But, but Marvel's got it down to a science at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, they they really thought about so many things, from so so many angles. I love a lot of the the things that they did with the characters, like with Thor and the, the angle they decided so to great. take with him. and Yeah, I can finally have someone to cosplay as. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man, the first 30 minutes? Dude. When you're like, well, what do they do from here? Yeah, and then it literally says, five years later. I was like, so holy dumb. hell, are you serious? That's so That's dope. nuts. I was freaking out, which I'm like, Okay, so Spider-Man is going to take place where all his friends that were <laughs> still alive are now five years older than him? That's right. nuts. So hopefully they explore that more. Because obviously some of their classmates <laughs> magically are, when, did go away in the dust. But I'm sure, I mean, you have to do that because it's like, you know, you got to have a cast. So I understand. But... Um. Yeah, I I felt a lot of emotions. Mm-hmm. I will admit here, I definitely cried. I cried so much. <laughs> I mean, the opening alone, I cried. Like, oh my gosh, it's uh, it's overwhelming. And and we made an episode last year when Infinity War came out, trying to speculate 
what where do they go from here what's what are the possible theories that that they could do about like making half of the universe disappear yeah and we actually didn't we could we didn't even see it coming no which is awesome i I think we made a comment about that i was like the best thing they can do is something that we could never even think of Mm -hmm. and they did that so yeah good Um, on you marvel a rat saved the whole universe (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I watched a funny video, uh, Film Theory. Have you ever heard of Film Theory, the YouTube channel? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so they literally, they just do film theories, and uh, they literally talked about what's the probability of a mouse or a rat stepping on that part. Oh. <laughs> and actually, it's very probable. Like, it, like it talks about how, because Thanos says he gets rid of half of all living things, right? So that's including mice. But then you are rats, but then you have five years for them to populate, which means they're also growing at a, I know this is ridiculous, but they're growing at such a intense rate because there's not a lot of, you know, not as many humans. So they have a lot of, yeah. So anyways, it's like, and then he like literally did the math of like how far they travel on their own. But yeah, it's very probable that a rat would do that. Remind but I'm sure the, they didn't think about the that. scene you're talking about. The rat. So there's a scene it, when how uh, Ant Man gets back, which he, which oh, okay. a rat literally walks across the controls and somehow switches him on. Yep. And then he comes flying out and he's like, okay. Oh. And so without that, you know, time travel and all that stuff, so he wouldn't have come back, and they wouldn't. Yeah. Have... Interesting. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, there, there. You you see that in films where like something just happens just to keep the movie the the story going along yeah and you just kind of have to be like okay i guess that happened yeah but that's funny that a, a youtube channel went to that length <laughs> oh, yeah. to try and explain that yeah it's really funny yeah we actually at camp we had a really deep discussion because a lot of people were uh, not all, all a lot of people but some people were upset with the movie because they they have the argument of why didn't just thanos like uh snap his fingers and double the uh um food like, why did he have to kill people? But see, my thought is, nah, Thanos is a psychopath. And yeah. so he first, you know, his first thing we learn in uh, Infinity War is he proposed a genocide, or a genocide is that what you call it? Yeah. To, you know, wipe out half of his planet, which then he had to sit there and watch as everyone dies. So I think that seriously messed him up. And he thinks he's right. So I don't think it's – and so I think it becomes like I don't think he's really caring about saving people. I think he's proving himself right. And so mm. I think he I think he so doesn't care about – yeah. yeah, because he thought that's the idea that would have saved his home. And so, yeah. So he's a psychopath, well, guys. And I, I don't think his, his population thing was about – Oh, there's not enough food. Mm. I think it's it's about there's just too many people, and that causes all different kinds of problems. Yeah. Like, you know, if you have, uh, um, if you had twenty people living in this apartment, it wouldn't be oh we need more food in here. It would be like we got to get rid of some people. Sure. <laughs> like, there's yeah. too many people in this freaking apartment. Let's so. kill some people. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. I did not. I kind of was expecting. Iron Man and Captain America to go out in some way. But what was really crazy is I was I was literally saying to uh 
like when we were talking about it before we go to my with my work before we go i was literally like you know what i would want in a perfect world and we were like what and i was like i would love it if iron man died because like we were debating if it was captain america or iron man and i was like in a perfect world i'd want iron man to die and captain america to either be you know leave or like something happened but i was like but but we don't live in a perfect world (laughs) and so the movie's not going to be perfect and literally (laughs) so all my whole work was like well now you think it's a perfect movie and i was like well yeah also weren't you talking about how captain america should hand his shield off oh yes i think that's what it was it's like hand his shield so it's it's funny and so yeah i guess i think it is a perfect movie but uh Dude, I, I, I'm glad that they did that because everyone was saying, you know, every, everyone had huge speculation that Captain America was going to leave. Yeah. But, like, I I don't know. I'm really glad that they chose Iron Man to go just because I think it would have been a bigger impact. Like, Captain America is like, been on his own. He's kind of a renegade right now. So I don't think the world would be as affected. Mm. And as we see in Spider-Man... The world loves Iron Man, and so I'm really excited to see Homecoming because I I think it's gonna. Hopefully, we we do get to see the impact. It kind of hints at that that we do see the impact of of uh, Peter and uh, having Iron Man pass. But I hope it's not like ten minutes of Spider Man crying and then him just being like, "All right, I'm off on vacation. See ya." <laughs> you know. Hopefully, he's really dealing with that. Yeah. Um, plus, just the fact that Iron Man started the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, so. For him to end it was just kind of a nice little circuit. Yeah, I did read an article about uh, how Robert Downey Jr. was actually down to play him forever, <laughs> but oh. like they really they like approached him and said, "Hey, this is our the Russo brothers approached, hey, this is our idea. How do you feel?" And I guess he was kind of bugged, uh, bothered by it at first, but then he kind of came around to it, which is kind of nice. What, about what? About him dying. Oh, because he wouldn't really be a part of it anymore. Mm. Uh, although now there's rumors that I've only made 150 million dollars <laughs> so <know>. far, <laughs> uh, for sure, probably more, really, which is ridiculous. Yeah, but there is rumors now that like because there's a shot where Peter Parker has uh, Tony's sunglasses or Tony's glasses in the Homecoming trailer or Far From Home trailer, wow. and uh, there's rumors that like somehow he's created an AI but with his voice. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I hope they don't, because that doesn't seem good. Cool to me. It ju- that would just feel like Marvel's like they they can't live without him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And I yeah. would really like to see this world where we really do don't have Iron yeah, Man. Treat it. Uh, take take from Game of Thrones <laughs> and just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> you know another another interesting thought I had is so obviously we now are dealing with multiverses right because that's what that's what this whole kind of thing was about was like timelines create different multiverses Mm. there is literally a multiverse where everyone's fine and nothing happened so literally so like because for example thanos who comes to the current timeline this is going to get a little and i know we need to move on but so Thanos. okay so the thanos that's in the main timeline gets his head chopped off right so Mm. we're like oh okay so that's what happens in here and we learn that you can't like back to the future you can't go to your past and change it and it's going to change your future that just creates an alternate timeline which is kind of like back to the future though um (laughs) but anyways but the future is bullshit uh (laughs) uh 
But there's but since the Thanos from this alternate timeline, I think it's a 2014 Thanos. Mm. Yeah. But like whatever that. the Thanos who comes to the main timeline to fight uh, in that big epic final battle, since he left that timeline, technically that main timeline now has no snap, has no Thanos, mm. and now has all the Avengers still living normal lives. So really, probably down the line, they could potentially, I hope they don't, but they could potentially like go ask for help from the other universe. But Interesting. I didn't think of that. Yeah. How Thanos left one timeline to go fuck up another one. Yeah, and I don't know <laughs> if he fully understood it either because you would think he would be like, I don't know. But yeah, I don't think he fully understood that jumping to another timeline doesn't really help his time. His he was line. just he so. just couldn't live with the fact that they were trying to do anything. Oh yeah, he's a sociopath. Yeah, he was definitely <laughs> he was definitely nuts, but anyway, I'm really excited for whatever the future has. Like they haven't really announced movies. I guess they will once Spider-Man happens cuz technically Spider-Man is the end of the uh, oh, really? phase whatever that's what they say is that's the end of the phase um i guess that's how it's been going it's like they'll have an avengers movie but technically the end is the next movie i didn't know that but that's what the russo brothers were saying so okay. i'm excited to see what happens james gunn's back so that's always cool and um yeah i guess just to oh wait aren't they doing like a guardians 3 they are so that's part of it yeah well but that won't be till way later because james gunn just barely got hired back okay it was supposed to come out, I think, beginning of next year, but now, yeah, but now they're they had to wait. So, but yeah, I guess just another thing we should just document in this episode is the end of another huge thing that I never followed really, but Game of Thrones. Yeah, did you follow I, that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty nuts. We won't talk about it too much because yeah, like you said, you didn't follow it. But yeah, I everyone was in a huge uproar about it about the final season. But how can you like? And maybe it's because I, I have worked on a few TV shows. Not to sound... That sounds so, like... <laughs> it's just when you work in the industry, you do tend to have a little more sympathy towards people who do TV shows and movies because it's, like... It's so easy to say, I don't like this. Yeah. And it's harder to be, like, I'm going to make a whole movie and I'm going to, like, <laughs> make a whole TV show. And literally, this TV show is hailed as, like, one of the most perfect TV shows... Which then, when you put it on such a high pedestal, you know, you can't please everybody. I was fine with how it ended. Um, yeah, I mean, when you have a viewer audience of everyone. knows how many hundred, yeah. tens of hundreds of millions or whatever, um, and you're coming to the end of it, you're, you're going to get criticism. Yeah. You know, you're not going to appeal to everyone. Yeah. Um, I heard that because it's such a difficult show to make and there's so much to it, Showtime was like, Hey, you want ten episodes for the final season? They're like, fuck no, we'll do it in like six. Oh, HBO. <laughs> yeah, HBO. Yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah. no, nah, we don't. We don't want to do ten more episodes. Let's just yeah. finish this out. They should have, though. I think, <laughs> and I get it. Like, but I think they should have. Even though, like this season, there it was a shorter season, but it had really long episodes. Like literally, every episode was about a movie length, like an hour and a half. Wow. But like, it doesn't feel like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's so great about these is, like, it doesn't really feel that way. And so they really, like, threw some things at us that I think 
the audience need to digest a little more. They were great, and I think I think they were like great storytelling points, but I just don't think the audience had a chance to like really let things sink in. And but yeah, yeah. no, I mean I think awesome. I love you, Game of Thrones. I loved it, and like I think the ending was fine. Um, but then who knows? Like I actually was defending Last Jedi when it first came out, so maybe after <laughs> yeah. I, I watch it, not that I don't like Last Jedi, I like Last Jedi. We all but... make mistakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Just kidding>. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. That was what eight seasons. Yeah. So it's crazy. That's a great show. It's a good show. I'm sure they'll do plenty of spinoff series and all kinds of things. They're yeah. Gonna, they're gonna beat that horse. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> They've already said they're gonna have like two, and it's like holy. Yeah. But the one that I want, they're not going to do. So, <gasps> F you. And what? Breaking Bad Netflix movie. True. Very true. That's cool. I'm very pumped about that. We're and then do a Jesse Pinkman film. That's yep. cool. And then Better Call Saul uh, is going to have its last season. Not this season, but the next season is its last season. Ooh, and did you see in the new Pixar? Oh, yeah. That looks awesome. I, yeah. I saw the first like couple pictures, and I was like, Man, this kind of looks weird. But then that trailer came out, and I was like, yes, yeah. I'm all about this. Yeah, so obviously this year, Pixar's big thing up until just recently was uh, Toy Story 4, yeah. which is crazy to think. It's a 20, 20-year franchise or something. They should but, have uh, ended at 3, I'm just saying. 3 was great. 3 was where it should have ended, but, but I haven't sure seen this movie. Four, I'm sure so. 4 is going to be awesome, well, sure but it, be is, great. it does feel like beating a dead horse as well Mm -hmm. but uh yeah they just announced a show onward that i'm really interested in um it's it's basically fantasy you know goblins and and stuff (laughs) but in like a modern world like like this guy's taking the trash out and there's like unicorns going through it and stuff (laughs) yeah that was funny so that's a fun concept i'm just glad to see another original concept from pixar so yeah i've been reading a book and we'll talk about this maybe next time but i'm reading a book called disney war and it's basically like the reign of Michael Eisner uh, from 1985 till I think 2005, and it's it's crazy and like the deals and like Pixar and like because Steve Jobs owned Pixar, so like they were like you know battle negotiations and it's crazy. But we'll talk about that later for sure and Toy oh, yeah. Story specifically. Well, cool. So that's a, that's enough about films and stuff. Uh, let well, now us let's know talk about films. Let <laughs> us know what you thought about Endgame or what you're in, you're excited that's coming up. Oh, I know that uh, Jared Leto just just finished filming. Is it Morbius or whatever yeah, the the Spider-Man villain standalone thing? So that'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. But guys, let's get into some of our favorite segments. Yeah, this one is called. And now it's time to hear some pitch and flicks. Pitch and flicks. Pitch and flicks. Come, come on, come on. Yes. Awesome. Man, I don't know how long it's been since you've done a pitch and flicks. Too long. So, if you're new, how pitch and flicks works is it's a segment where me and Sean, we have loads of movie and TV ideas. And what we do is, is we pitch them to each other to kind of workshop them. You know what I mean? To try and see like, oh yeah, this idea works. This Oh, did you think about this actor to star in it? How much money do you think you need? Yeah. Um, 
And then, yeah, and then we kind of help each other develop it. So you guys are welcome to also critique and uh, have your own thoughts, uh, as well as pitch your own movies to us, and uh, we will give you critique and things like that. So um, yeah. let's get started. Do you All have right. a movie in mind? Or? I do. I've been All working right. on one. All right, let's hear it. Uh, so today, the, today's day and age, like it's really confusing times. Yes. Um, People don't know what they are anymore or or who they are. And uh, there's a lot of talk about, like, uh, trans people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, And and now there's this thing that's called, like, gender fluidity where it's like Ah. at any given point in time I might be a man or I could be a woman, Uh you know, depending on my emotions. Uh And I – so I came up with this concept for this character who – literally their gender changes randomly like mm-hmm. like their penis becomes a vagina wow but it's so random and they have no idea when it is okay and they're they're like pansexual which means they're attracted to everyone so okay. like maybe they're out on a date with a girl but like when it comes time to bounce a bow wow like it better be time for them to have a penis but they don't know wow they might not have the penis when it comes they okay. might they have to like double check otherwise they're going to have to be like eh, you know let's just not do this tonight you uh-huh. know but let's just not <laughs> why is that well look i, I, I just i want to get to know you better mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the concept is this person's gender literally changes at random hmm. and they have no idea when they have a penis or a vagina Wow, and uh, and it you know you can see how that might be a problem, especially for dating. What bathroom do you go to? Like mm-hmm. if they walk up to a urinal and they pull, oh, it's I got a vagina right now, so I guess I got to go sit in a stall now or yeah. something. So, but the, but if they have gender neutral bathrooms, yeah, he's fine. He or she <laughs> is fine. There you go. I don't want to, they. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, but like by day, like throughout the day, they they live their life as a man. Mm. But uh, they have that kind of face where, like, if they wanted to, they could maybe <laughs> like look like a girl and get away with it. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the concept. It's it's playing on this idea of gender fluidity. But it's like, but what if you really couldn't? control your genitals at any given point so so what genre is it is this like a romantic comedy or it's definitely going to be in the realm the comedy realm okay um and probably romantic like it'll be it'll be them you'll see them trying to date but then eventually they'll kind of find someone and try and develop something with that person and Mm. it'll be about the person coming to terms with their condition and so will it so is there going to be like because this is an idea that popped in my mind will there be a scene where it's like the person who they're trying to get with is like, oh, so like, are you are you gay? Are you straight? And then the person's like, I'm bi. And it's like, whoa, because that's perfect <laughs> for them, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Yeah, so the person they're dating, they'll, um, yeah, that that'll be a reveal later in the in the movie that mm. that the person actually it doesn't matter what genitals you have at any given time. I'm down for it all, you yeah. know? But okay. But the person up until then is kind of worrying, like, oh, what are they going to think if they go if they see a vagina? You know? Yeah. Um, so who would play the main star? That's what I think everyone wants. Well, to it's got to be somebody who could be who could pass as a woman. <gasps> Honestly, I, I I just recently said it, but I think Jared Leto is like a good enough looking person. Mm-hmm. That he, you know, if he wanted to be a woman, he could get away with it. He's got there the long, go. curl, flowing hair. Yeah. Uh, that might that might actually be really good. Okay, and then the love interest. 
Ooh, anyone come to your mind? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ellen Page is my is my personal okay. thought. Yeah, you know, awesome. And then you know, if we're yeah. having a positive message on this, she she would probably be down to do it. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good combo, actually, Ellen and and uh, Jared. Yeah. So, what kind of budget are we thinking? Because I mean, um, this could be a good indie, or <laughs> I could see it being a blockbuster. I think I think it will be more on the indie side because okay. it is kind of a niche market. Mm. Um, I think because I, I, I I don't want like the trans community to take this the wrong way. I want them to embrace it and realize where this where this is coming from, mm. and, and like to really kind of sympathize with their situation, but also to fix like fictionalize it as sure, well. So. Sure. Um, yeah, I think we could do this with just a few million dollars. A few million. Uh, depending on, like, what the actors would do it for. Sure. Paying, off, paying the actors, but we're not going to, like, show a lot of genitals and stuff. It'll just kind of be... So it's PG-13. It'll, it'll be rated R. There'll be... <laughs> there'll def- there's going to be a lot of talk about genitals uh, and stuff, and it's just... It's going to be uncomfortable topics, so, yeah. Got you. Definitely. Got you. Um, okay. Yeah, it's a fun, it's an interesting concept. I think it's relevant for the times, and uh, I think a lot of people will be able to relate to it. Mm. So, well, cool. I yeah. love it. What's the title? Um, on the ball. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh yeah. Fun. So. Okay. <laughs> on the ball. So, uh, what what do you think, audience? I what mean, do you think yeah, of what on do the you ball? Guys think? All right, there we go. Bald thank guy, you, thank you. Give me, thank you. Give me five million dollars. They will. Each before you leave, you will not leave here until we each get five million dollars. Five million for his movie. Five million because I deserve it. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess it's my turn. How about you, Watson? So mine is a fantasy uh, thriller. I'm just gonna say that right now. Ooh. Hit you with the genre. Um, so have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue foot? No, I'm just kidding. Um, so it's a fantasy thriller. It takes place. Um, it's about a king. Okay. And this king is like, I am going to kill the first person who makes me laugh. Okay. Wow. So everyone is being super serious the whole time. And trying not to fart. Trying not to fart. <laughs> trying not to make like this, like a crazy joke, and not trying to like, you know, um, slip on banana peels. Yeah, and like so, like for example, this guy. So the king accidentally knocks like a vase over, and it breaks, and he's like, "Oh crap!" So he starts putting it together, and there's a guy standing there, and his face is turning red, and he's just like, ah, ah. and then finally he just says, "Well, I guess all the king's horses and all this king's men couldn't put him back together again." And he's like, "Ah!" And then he gets his head cut off right then. Oh. He just couldn't help it, you know. He couldn't help do the pun. <laughs> so uh, eventually, you know, years pass. Five years later, we'll do it just like that. That's an original idea, not stolen by Avengers Endgame. And um, there's a jester who comes into town. He doesn't know the situation, right? And uh, that's our main character. And so he comes in and he sees people just being super serious, like 
doing their work and he's dressed up in this like bright you know with like the the hat that has like the bells on the ends and stuff and like, people are just like so serious <laughs> <laughs> played by heath ledger uh, we're gonna cgi heath, heath ledger's face on this actor and um you know he's walking through and he's trying to make people laugh and they keep being like dude like stop like what are you doing and then um you know, he, he's doing his thing and then like he gets handcuffed and sent to the king because, you know, he's trying to be funny and he gets laid before the king and uh, and he's like, listen, I'm going to have to kill you if you don't stop making people laugh and if you stop making me laugh. And he's like, OK, that's fine. Um, but can I ask you a question? And he's like, sure. And he's like. How do you make a tissue dance? And he's like, how? He's like, you put a little boogie in it. And everyone's just like, <gasps> But then all of a sudden, the king. And then the whole crowd. Yep, the whole crowd just starts laughing. Anyways, and then it, you know, it just turns into a, it, you know, the message I'm trying to get across is laughter is the best medicine you know what i mean and the king has cancer during this time i forgot to mention and mm. once he laughs it cures him oh yeah and so that's kind of the message also yeah, yeah thank you <laughs> uh also nice. uh i forgot to mention this will be in the style of bandersnatch so you will play the main character you will make choices and oh, depending wow. on your choices you will live or die depending so choose your own adventure yeah yeah so, nice. It's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be intense. Okay. So, um, it's, it's it's almost like a modern day Footloose. <laughs> I would say you know that's really funny you say that because there will be a dance number, uh, but you have to you have to pick it correctly. Um, yeah. And so it will be and it will be Footloose. Like the song will be Footloose. So, um, <laughs> but you have to pick it the right way. So that's cool. Yeah. Um. So it's a it's like a period piece, fantasy type thing. Yes. So I imagine you're going to need some budget to create this world. I, I will. I will need quite a bit of a budget. Um, I need CGI dragons. I need elephants. CGI elephants. CGI Heath Ledger. CGI, you're right. CGI Heath Ledger. <laughs> um, what's the movie? Uh, oh, shoot. Social Connection? No. Fa- the, the movie about Facebook? The social media? No. The social... What is it called? The social network. The social network. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, they CGI'd Arm, Army Hammer's face to the twin. Mm. So we're going to need that graphics guy. Yeah. Which apparently made it one of the most expensive movies. So we're going to need that guy to put Heath Ledger's face on. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that answers the question, who would play the jester? That would be... Well, but, I mean, it would be Heath Ledger, but then you got to have someone in there. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to, of course, be Andy Serkis. He's okay. going to be playing Heath Ledger. He, you know, he already he already can mimic, you know. Right. He's got a great bod. I don't know if you've seen him in person. Benny Circus has a great bod. He's got. A, he's a good physical actor. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Um, the King. That's an important role. It is an important role, and it's also um, a serious one because you know he's not going to laugh uh, at all. So I'm going to ask. Um, Paul McCartney. Wow. Yeah. I mean, how cool does that be to have the king be the king of Beatles? 
Say, so, man, you know you're not supposed to tell jokes in here. You, you can't do a dingy donkey, donkey, dingy donkey. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it. It's not funny to be telling jokes around yeah. here. Yep, that's how it is. That's how it has to be. So, um, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I like that idea? concept. I it, I'd watch that movie. Any, any story that's just about the, the power of positivity, mm. you know, I, I'm yeah. totally down for. Yep. So... Cool. Um, what what would you call a film like this? Um, I would definitely call this, and I'm open for ideas, but I definitely call this um, off with his. That's it. <laughs> off with his. Off with his. So, okay. Or you know, there's got to be a pun in there somewhere. So. Um. How about Don't You Dare Laugh? <laughs> don't You Dare Laugh. Hey, it could be inspired from us, yeah. which is speaking of, if we're good. Isn't that our next segment? Uh, well, in a second. <laughs> but, oh, dang uh, it. That would have been perfect segue. <laughs> <laughs> but audience, uh, you know, tell us what you think uh, about Watson's uh, Don't You Dare Laugh or yes. um, uh, On the Ball. <laughs> on the Ball. Right, right, right. All right. So thank you. Thank you, everyone. That was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we actually have a guest. <gasps> oh, that's right. I forgot. We have to do this first. We do have a guest. Oh, yep, oh shoot. I'm very excited about this guest, there guys. You have no idea. I can't believe that we got this, I know. this poll. This is quite a poll. I mean, we thought Sylvia Sage was a good one. but yeah. uh, I actually got to interview him uh, at Sundance once. And we'll you've been best buds that. ever we've since. We've been best buds ever since. Yeah. So uh, you might know him as Jablinski. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, we, we oh, got you. But we'll get him in here. Uh, here, I'll go get the door. All right. Thank you. Hey, how's it going, dude? Come on in. Hey, come on in. Sit down. And uh, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. I know. Right. I'm excited. Uh, guys, it is... It is Jack Black. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Black. Give Jack Black a round of applause. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Jack, uh, thank you for for taking uh, time out of out of your day to do this. You yeah. Know? See, it's fucking simple. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. You just you just come onto the podcast. You literally probably live right down the street. I don't know where you live. I haven't asked, but it's <laughs> yeah. super cool. Yeah, it's right. super, yeah, it's super cool that you would be here. So slow down. Whoa, oh, sorry. Okay. sorry. You're right. <laughs> um, yeah, but I just want to know, like, uh, are you cool with being funny uh, here uh, on this podcast? What's funny? No, no, I mean you. Do you mind being, being you know, funny? Yeah. All right, Yeah, great. of course. I mean, I think you're just a naturally funny person, so... <laughs> Seriously, you are. You've been one of my favorite actors for a long time. Yeah. So, um... I just I I can't thank you enough for being here. Yeah, I love you. Oh, oh really? We love you too, Jack. <laughs> we, no, we love you much more, Jack oh, Black. Yeah, I can totally. promise you that. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean, what have you, what have you been up to lately, man? Like, like what's going on in the world of of uh, Jack Black? Yeah. Um, how's your like YouTube channel going? How's like all that stuff going on, dude? <laughs> Um, Sorry. I mean, really, it's just like, I mean, yeah, you're doing think... cock push-ups. Wait, you did what? You do what? I've been doing cock push-ups. Oh, oh nice! I love cock push-ups. Okay, what? I've I've heard of that, but can you explain what a cock push-up is? Cock push-ups? 
Yeah, yeah. What, what is that? It's is where that? you fucking lay down flat on the ground. Nice. Okay. And then what? And then you let your boner lift you up off the ground. Wow, oh that's awesome. Here, I'm going to do one right now. Here, let me see. <laughs> Whoa! That is I did one. I hope that's all we need, because I did one. What do, you, so. what do you think of Watson's cock push-up? Okay. It, it, <laughs> is it okay? All right, all right, I'll work on it. Can I? Do you think I can try it? No way! Oh, right. okay, well, I mean, I'll, I'll practice and I'll try it later. I don't think I can really do it either, so. Yeah. Dude, uh, listen. Yeah? What? <laughs> don't you have something to say? <laughs> no, no you're, you're, you said listen. Yeah, you so. said listen, so we were trying to figure it out. Are you... Uh... Do you believe in God? Ooh, oh, ooh. <laughs> we're totally changing subjects right here. Yeah. Um, uh, this is a little first? awkward. I mean, yeah... I believe there's a God. You gotta, you know, okay. you gotta do something. I, I'm open to the I mind. I'm open to the idea that there's like a higher power of some kind. Someone had to create us. You know what the test is? What? I'm glad I fucking did this test. Oh, you're so you're saying you I'm did the test? I'm glad I fucking did this test on you, the friendship test. Oh, oh. so so you're so you're if you don't believe in God, then we're not your friends. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you hungry? Like I was wondering if you, you know, yeah, you're a guest. Hungry. Oh, you are. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because because we were just gonna order some uh, some Postmates. Yeah. Is there anything that uh, anything Shut you up want? and listen to my order. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. No, you're I'll fine. I'll tell you what I want. All okay. right. What do you got Sounds for us? Sounds good. What do you um, got? I'm just wanting a four nugget thing. I'm trying to okay. watch my calorie intake. All right. Well, well, I don't know if they do four. Do they do four? Um, I, yeah, I think they start at six. Unless you get like a kid's meal. Yeah. Put. Two of them up your ass. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. I'll definitely do that. I mean, I guess I'll just eat two of them, and you can have four of them. Yeah. Um, Is there anything else you want? I mean... Can I have a junior Western bacon chi? Okay. All right. Um, any, do, do you want everything on that? No onions. Okay. Okay. Sure. Junior Western bacon, no onions. And is that it? I mean, anything and else? And I'm going to go with a, a filet of fish sandwich... Since that has less calories, because it's fish. Okay. Okay. Great. Since that has less calories. Uh, yeah, we get it. Yeah, thank okay. you. I'm trying to watch my figure. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, me too, Jack. Me too. I have yeah. a trainer oh, and everything. And, and Watson's actually been seeing a lot of improvement, so trying. you should definitely talk to him about that and see what he's learned. Yeah. Um, I think, I think I'm feeling ice cream. How about you? Yeah. And a small, a small Ooh. chocolate shake. Because I'm ah, trying to watch my figure. Not a large, a small. Okay, okay great. I'm cool. going to need to cancel the last two things on the order. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, well. Uh, so that was the shake and... Uh, the Junior Western Bacon and Shake. The Western oh, no, the bacon. fish. Oh, the, the fish. fish sandwich. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Well, well, great, Jack. I mean, thank you for... Oh, uh, wow. Well, uh, are, you, are you done or... You don't give a shit! Oh, you're leaving. He's leaving. He's going out the door. Okay, well. Um, uh, bye, you, bye, Jack. Jack. Bye, Jack. Bye. Oh, thanks for coming. Right. Wow. Thanks. Wow, I guess we'll just cancel the order altogether. I guess so. I mean, I'll eat all that for sure. Wow. Yeah. But that was cool. I mean, wow, he didn't have you. a lot of time, but I'm glad that he. Yeah, he didn't plug his ja He didn't plug his YouTube channel, Jables. So go Jablinski. Sorry, Jablinski Games. Yeah. So go check it out. Wow, all right. <sighs> now it's time fun. for your favorite segment, right? Yep. Dang. Don't you dare laugh. I mean it. I mean it. Awesome. 
Yes, guys. My favorite time of the day. Um, so Watson and I have each brought three funny online videos. We're going to play them for each other, going back and forth, trying yes. to make the other person laugh. Um, how about you go first? I, I want to, so I will. <laughs> um, so this first one is a, a, a classic clip from Workaholics. Uh, I know you probably saw, I mean, I think it was like the beginning of this year or something. I rewatched all of Workaholics and it kind of got me back into it. But this is a new clip that I was trying to find for then that I found now on TikTok, funny enough. These are all that I found on TikTok. (laughs) Well, except this is technically YouTube, I guess. But anyway, so this is a classic Workaholics clip. Love it. Because nothing makes me barf. It's weird. I've got a stomach of steel. Adam, scientists developed that. It would make you vomit. Because scientists made this. Yeah. Who believes in scientists, dude? (laughs) Give this little testeroo. Hmm. That's weird. Definitely don't feel like barfing right now. No, wait. No, I'm barfing. I'm barfing right now. I'm not barfing. Okay. Wait, I'm barfing. I'm barfing. Those scientists better check their hypotenuses, dude. Uh, classic. Oh, classic workaholics. I would just... I'd watch them all day if they let me, so... That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, they're hilarious. I, I saw Adam at the comedy store. You were telling me. He's funny. I want to see him. I want to see him live. So this is... Uh, Anastige? No. Dang. This, so last week, I played a, a funny porn call. Not Last episode. Yeah, I, I was like, two what, months what ago, were you doing without me? I played a porn clip from a video called Lemon Stealing Whores. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know what this one is called, but this is a nurse okay. who is talking... It's, it's a porn, but it's a nurse who's talking to a patient who is uh, deathly ill. Oh. And he just wants to go. Okay. Nurse, you gotta help me. I can't take it anymore. Treatment. Gotta end my misery. Mr. Green, are you sure you wanna do this? I mean, there's so many reasons to live. Like what? My health? Well, music? I listen to goth. Movies? Where did she get her license? Which only makes me horny and reminds me that I have no one. Children? They throw rocks at me. I can't do this, Mr. Green. Besides, it ain't even legal. Legal doesn't take the pain away, nurse. (laughs) Well, then take an aspirin or something. Only if you have some of that sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head fever so I can die, medicine. What the fuck? Mr. Green. I want to go out the same way I came in. How's that? Well, I was born by the snatch. Now I want to die by the snatch. So come up here and sit on my face and... Take my breath away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People, th- there has to be people in that industry that are just doing that. Like, they have to know what they're doing. Like, they, they, they can't just think know. they're so funny. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. I hope they are thinking they're funny and not like, this is a serious moment. Like, they can't, right? I'm on the beach. Uh, this is a bathtub. Have you seen that one yet? <laughs> that was on here, yeah. Oh, okay. We've done it. I love that one. <laughs> um, I love how he delivers the snatch line. It's like he can The actor can't even take it seriously. He's like, "Well, I was born by the snatch, and I'm gonna die by the snatch." Um, oh, gosh, cool. Okay, so this next one is answers an age-old question that we all have when we go to the dentist. So. 
I, we might have to explain it, I just realized, to the audience, but you're going to laugh. <laughs> okay, here we go. Put this in your mouth for me. I'll be right back, all right, sport? All right. <laughs> so what happens is, is that you probably heard the thing that you put in your mouth that like takes out all the saliva he follows that cord and there's someone actually just sucking it out <laughs> so next time you go just think of that in your mind that someone's just sucking that out <laughs> this is a this is a news clip and this this anchor he can't even get through the story because it's just ridiculous to him mm. now to the story of a pig that is inspiring others one pot <laughs> one pot-bellied pig has certainly endured his share of problems chris p bacon was born without <laughs> the use of his you have to read this story <laughs> <laughs> Crispy bacon. <laughs> I, cannot. I love his. I love his like. Yeah. <laughs> like he is dying. Now to the story of a pig. Oh, come on. P. Bacon was born without the use of his. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so terrible. That's awesome. Seeing the visuals too, because it looks like he's visiting a hospital. It's like, oh, it's yeah, not it's, a good it's time. It's a pig whose back legs don't work, so he's got like this wheelchair thing that he hobbles uh. around on. <laughs> All right, so for my last one, I'm bringing out the. Even though you picked the, the three, I'm bringing out the big. <laughs> I'm bringing out the big guns. Ooh. So one of my favorite accounts on TikTok, which guys, it's been months now. I'm officially a fan. Um. What he does is, and you might have seen some of these, or maybe even this one, is he plays piano to like viral videos to make it seem like songs, mm. and it's hilarious and cool. awesome. So Cardi B had this viral video of her talking about something, I don't want to ruin it, <laughs> and he does it, he plays it, and it sounds like a jazz song, it's great, so here it is. Wow. None of you bitches, none of you bitches. That's dope. Yeah. That's not um the people who do like the huge YouTubers, the two guys. Rhett and Link? Oh no. That's not Rhett and Link, is it? No, it looks like him though. Alright, hell yeah. Um (laughs) yeah, this video is called Hell Yeah. (laughs) It's so random. This is just a guy talking about having a good day at work. Okay. Dude, I got some fucking banana bread at work today, dude. Hell yeah. (laughs) 
My mom told me if I wait for things, like, good things will happen to me, dude. And fucking, I waited for some things, and I got some banana bread at work today, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> so it just goes to show that waiting for things is, like, worth it. But there's a lot of bad things in this world, dude. Like fucking skunks, dude. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Scratching your eye, but it's still fucking itchy, dude. <laughs> Hell no. The fucking cubs, dude. Hell no. <laughs> like getting paid, not a lot of money, dude. <laughs> fucking working. Hell no. Fuck doing this while driving. Bread. I fucking work, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, banana bread, bro! How fucking work, dude! Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> now I want some banana bread. <laughs> they should hire him to be a spokesperson. Never, Never been, been so, so excited, excited for, for something. something. Yeah, for real. <laughs> My goodness. <sighs> it's always a good one. Yeah. See, it's a good thing we didn't play this in the kingdom of, you know, being too serious. We would have lost and had our head cut off. <laughs> yeah, this this podcast would not fly in uh, in Paul McCartney's kingdom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All, All right. right. We got a couple questions here, so let's do... Initializing listener email. Listener email initialized. Okay. Yeah. This segment's pretty self-explanatory. You guys send us emails and uh, of questions, and uh, we uh, answer them. <laughs> so uh, send us in your questions at tdlapodcast at gmail dot com. I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I this... always I always get confused when it's po- if it's podcast or not. But I think it is. These questions came from an AOL account. Oh yeah, baby! <laughs> it's still out there. Heck yeah! So cool. This this listener asks, uh, "Would you rather have gills or X-ray vision?" Dang, this is hard. It's a good question. Well, I will say gills, and the reason why I say gills is because <laughs> it's your new I am a new treasure thing. <laughs> Would help me a lot because I could find a lot of treasure. Uh, because it's kind of hard, especially in deeper parts, because you have to, you know, take a deep breath and then dive down and do it. Yeah. If I had gills, I could just go down there, and then I'll be even better than the almighty sucker. Oh, yeah, you'd have access to all kinds of shit. Yep. I I am fascinated with the ocean. Um, okay. I, people, will, people will be like, well, it's because you're a water sign, you're a Pisces. But... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we've been out here in LA for too long <laughs> yeah but I I do I, I like I like it and and you know what's interesting is you know mm. people have a lot of dreams about flying mm. and I've never had a flying dream really but I've had so many dreams about swimming underwater oh nice so there's there's Pisces. definitely some kind of connection there so there there is something appealing about the idea of gills and honestly if I, I feel like if I say x-ray vision then I'm just gonna be a creep it just sounds <laughs> creepy I mean, yeah, I mean, what, I guess, like, what's a good purpose for x-ray vision that isn't pervy? I guess you could, like, help, <laughs> help like, find people, like, army you, find people? You could be or... a really dope street performer slash magician. Oh, true, true. And, like, you know, guess the card. You could play poker. <gasps> oh, shoot. Oh, that's true. You, could, you could be a win. freaking, you could be a really a good poker player. Oh, yeah. 
because I was trying to think of how do you make money having X-ray vision. Okay. That's true. You could go to you could go to Nevada, Vegas is what I was trying to say. <laughs> Vegas, and yeah, you could win a lot of money. I don't know. That's a pretty good one. That's a I good think point. I'm gonna say gills though, because I'm gonna find a bunch of treasure and then sell it. Yeah, but what if you choose gills? You get gills. You go out in the water and you get eaten by a shark immediately. That's scary. and you're like, well, that was a waste of a power. <laughs> <laughs> that would be scary. Just kidding. Yeah, I think that's cool. So we both like gills. Yeah. Okay. They also want to know, or all the the question is, I'm wanting to start writing scripts and have been polishing a little stand-up. Noise. Just wondering if you guys have any tips. You guys have great ideas. Oh, thank oh. you. Thank you so much. Um, it's funny that you answer these questions because we've been working on these quite a bit lately. Yeah. Um, Stand up and writing yeah. stuff. So, uh, I guess, um, I guess with me, I would say with writing scripts is don't write an idea until like, I don't start writing down an idea until it's like an infectious idea. Idea. Sorry. I don't start writing a script until it's an infectious idea. Meaning, um like you can't get it out of your head right like i have a horror idea that's just been like popping into my mind like crazy and so i'm writing a treatment for it right now and then eventually gonna write a script and then uh you know been writing another script with my uh, with my friend jared shout out to jared and that's an idea that yeah so i would just say because what, what tends to happen is like i'll have a good idea but see you have to have a good idea that's good for you because that's when it gets infectious. And the reason why I say that is you'll be a lot more motivated to actually finish it. Because that's the thing is like you can start a million scripts, but the point is to finish them, you know. Mm-hmm. So, And I would start small like some like uh, shorts or sketches uh, and then work your way up. What what's about that, you? What do you think? What's that free script writing software? Celtics or Celtics. Celtics, yes. So yeah. Celtics is a good software. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and if you're like, if that's a little too uh, intense for you, I mean, so I'm sorry. Good. Uh, another good uh, one, like there's actually like a plugin for uh, Google uh, Google Docs. Yeah. So you can actually just use that. Um, my, yeah. So my other suggestion would be read a few scripts. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a great idea, too. To, to see what they look like and... And what kind of details are added in a script? Because I hear a lot about people who add too much like acting and into the script, yep. and that's just you really have to leave a lot of that up to the actor. Unless mm-hmm. there's something super important that keeps the story moving forward, but you don't have to be like Jimmy pauses, looks to his left, makes a weird face, and does this. That's not that doesn't yeah. go in a script. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So I think that's kind of a, a newbie mistake that a lot of people make. Uh, but, yeah. but also just by reading scripts, you'll you'll start to become opinionated about them, what you like about them, what you don't like, and that'll kind of inform your own writing. So Yeah, and like kind of going back to it, if you have your infectious idea first and then start reading scripts, because then what's great is, is like for my horror, it's kind of in the vein of us and uh, get out not like racially motivated because obviously I'm a straight white male and I shouldn't be touching those kind of scripts but um, just the style so I've been reading those scripts so that's actually even been helping Uh, so yeah that's a really good point Uh, what about for stand-up because we've both been writing some stand-up yeah Um, well I 
I like kick around an idea in my head for a while and then I'll kind of, once I have a series of thoughts about the idea, I'll type them out and then try and go from there. Um, one thing that I like to do is once I have, like I have like a five minute bit, it's not completely fleshed out, but I have that and then what I do is I listen to other stand-up with my bit in mind and I try and think, and, the, and, and I listen to someone else's stand-up and I just go, oh, this is a cool angle that they took, or this is a cool way that they led into it, or, like, like it, it just helps you start thinking differently about your idea, because mm -hmm. you, might, you might have, like, one approach this entire time, but if you just listen to how other comedians think and their and the uh like their approach it, it it's not copying it's just changing the way that you think it's it's another perspective um it, it would be the same as taking that five minute bit and handing it to someone else and saying what do you think about this and getting notes but you're just just by listening to their stand-up you're starting to kind of think like them a little yeah. bit yeah yeah and then just to tack on to that i would say um write stuff that you think is funny but then it's also equally as important, and it sucks, but it's equally as important to go to open mic nights and, and definitely try and find some where it's not just all comedians. That's going to take time because uh, you'll be going to places that, uh, you know, you kind of have to scope out and do some stuff. Um, I'm not sure if you're from L.A. I think you're on your way to L.A., if I remember correctly. Um, but I, that's why I really like West Side Comedy because it's usually packed. And usually there's a good amount of people who aren't stand-ups who are there just to see people laugh. Um, but there is some places that only have stand-ups. And the only reason why I say to try and find places is just you might think something is hilarious. But then, you know, you put it out there and you're not getting the reaction you want. So then what you need to do is what Sean's saying is try and change it around because maybe you're just not saying it right or maybe you're not formatting it right. But if you try it and try it, try it, and you're still not getting the reaction, then unfortunately you might just have to change that around. Uh, one it, thing – oh, good. If you have a funny thought, you're probably onto something. Yeah. But it, it really is about the, the, the order that you tell it in, your timing, your delivery, the inflections in your voice. Like so many things play into it and – Comedy only can, can only get better and improve by doing it in front of people. It's yeah. it's the only art that you have to be in front of people. Like if you're a musician, you can practice your music at your house a million times and then go out and perform it perfectly for yeah. people. You can't really do that with comedy. Yeah. So because you you could practice it at your house, but you don't know what parts are funny and what parts aren't. Yeah. So I I my last little moment thought about this is. I what I did and you might have heard this on the podcast is I actually took a class. Now, a lot of stand-ups have a really dumb misconception about classes. What I loved about it is I literally had a professional stand-up there who she gave me feedback, and not only that, every week I had an audience of other people learning, and what's great about it is like they're not stand-ups themselves. So they would give me honest raw reactions because they're learning too so if they laughed more than likely you know and what was nice is is that it was on wednesday nights so or tuesday nights tuesday nights and the open mic was right after ours so we could just go to the go to there so i would suggest doing that because that just helps me but 
if you're if you prefer to just you know be a purist or whatever the stand-up comedians say (laughs) um you don't have to you don't if you don't want to put the money into it it's totally fine you can do it for free and but you just you have to start uh doing it in front of people yeah but yeah um I mean, you really can make just about anything funny, but mm-hmm. but you have to know how. It's uh, like th- this comedian that was at the last Kill Tony, Steve Simone. Like I I listened to one of his albums, and he's he just talks about like being a kid and like growing up with his siblings and arguing with them. And it's like the premises necessarily aren't super funny. He doesn't have these crazy like punchlines that come out of left field he's just kind of telling a story about his childhood but it's freaking hilarious nice. because of how he tells it so um yeah listen to comedy but it it it, it helps if you have some bits in your head because then when you're listening to comedy you're like it, it you can start thinking about your stuff in different ways totally so yeah perfect well we're getting close guys um we close we like to close Every episode with an excerpt, and last week or last episode, I keep saying last week. <laughs> last episode, um, I I found this book called The Alphabet of Manliness from uh, yes. from Maddox, <laughs> who uh, if you if you ever just want like some mind numbing uh, like funny blogs to read, go to the best page in the universe dot com. That's Maddox's page, nice. and he just writes about random shit. But uh, we're going to do the alphabet of manliness again because it was such a hit. So, yes, it was. Watson, give me a, a letter of the alphabet. Uh, Q. Ooh. Q it is. Q, Q is for quickie. <laughs> <laughs> Great. The only thing worse than foreplay is afterplay. For the uninitiated, afterplay is defined as anything that comes after sex that doesn't involve her leaving. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> More specifically, cuddling, talking, kissing, necking, spooning, holding hands, eating food, showering, and possibly worst of all, looking into each other's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Women love the quickie because it makes them feel useful. The thing to keep in mind is that a quickie is all about you, and most women are content with being a perfunctory part of your experience. Jeez. Okay. Some women complain about the quickie because they can't climax in only a few minutes. While this may be true, quickies can be just as rewarding for the women involved if you're a classy enough guy to follow through. For example, <laughs> if you want to show a woman how much you appreciate her, try writing her a check. Oh my when she gosh. wakes up alone, she'll see that you value her. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Another way to help a reluctant woman appreciate the quickie is to use your voice to lull her into a sopping wet sexual frenzy what the problem with talking to a woman to get her in the mood is that it's dangerously close to foreplay and it might give her the impression that you appreciate her idle conversation what's worse is that you might have to say the same things over and over to different women all throughout your life Thankfully, there is a solution. The tape recorder. <laughs> you can give it you can give a tape to as many women as you want, but you only have to make one recording. Just make sure the recording is general enough so that it applies to all women you could possibly bang. For example, Hey, baby, did I ever tell you how sexy your brown or blue eyes look? The other day when I saw you at school or, or the grocery store or whatever, you looked horny. I know how bad you want me. You want me to take you home and sit on your face. Yeah. 
you like that baby guess what guess what i'm touching right now three inches of solid dynamite three inches (laughs) pause for music it should be something that will get her in the mood to procreate if you don't like what you're hearing why don't you give me no if you like what you're hearing (laughs) sorry uh, why don't you give me a call and leave me a message with your name, phone number, and what time would <laughs> would be good for you to come over for a quickie? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so that's Yay! you know that's the secret to that. that. Damn. <laughs> that was. You know. Where's intense. the? Where's the? Uh, there it is. Shocked. Thank you, audience. A little shocked by that. Yeah. They were, well, they were all taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, guys. Let's, what are we at here? Wow. This is a long Hour one. forty, this cool. Is a long episode. Yeah. So that's another episode of the TDLA podcast. Tindilla. and fart. That's okay, right. uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode without yeah. one. Thank you to Jack Black for uh, yes. coming on here. Thank, Thank you to Patrick Coffin. Hopefully, we haven't done this in a while. Hopefully, he has time. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Coffin. He does all our music. Uh, yes. He does the intro voiceover. Um. And uh, he has a project called the Joseph and the Mighty Happy Crew. Sweet. Yep. So so go check that out. Um, yeah. Send us in your questions. Send us in your pitches. Send us in what you guys think about flaky people. All that fun stuff. Thank you all for listening. It's been a wild ride. And we're excited uh, to do more of these. So we'll see you all next time. See you all next time. It's summer, baby. Bye.